0: Welcome back, everybody, to the next episode. This week is one that I am calling or branding myself anyways as the blended business model. And here we're just going to kind of talk about a couple of things. And really what it's about and help you to get through is how to be able to shift when markets change like we did within Pandemic happened. right? We got put in place, home in place type situations, and how can we still do our business? Welcome to the E-Professor of Real Estate Podcast. My name is Justin Lethby and I'm a realtor, trainer, and coach. My sole purpose here is to take my many years in real estate as well as my even many more years as a trainer and get you to your goals and beyond. I'm going to do this by talking about business, growth development, branding, marketing, you know, basically all successful things that entrepreneurs are doing today. And hey, since I'm your tech guy, there's going to be tech thrown in here as well. So let's go. Hey, everybody, this is Justin. And today we are going to talk about uh, a technology version of being a, a, a uh An agile business person, right? And what I commonly refer to this as is the uh, blended business is what I've been calling this lately. And the reason we're going to talk about this is because we are now what? We started in March. I mean, we're almost 200 plus days into the pandemic. We do not know from day to day what's going to happen in our business. We do not know from day to day what we are going to do to communicate, to effectively do our business, to lead generate, you know, a lot of our models, especially if they were in person, have changed quite dramatically. And, you know, it's kind of one of the things that we need to talk about is, is how do we one shift our mindset from this and two, be able to kind of pivot on the fly. Right. I think more than ever in today's world, we need to make sure that we can pivot quickly. We got to know our markets. We have to know where the trends are going. But that doesn't always mean just straight real estate. That also means what's going on around us, what's going on in the rules, what's what's the rules, what's happening, right? You know, there are so many things that have been thrown at us in 2020 that one of the things I really want to make sure that we do in our business is be able to change and adapt and modify quickly. Now, in today's session, what we're going to do a lot of is talk about how to keep that that business going from a technology perspective so you can turn on or off the tools that you need without breaking your bank. Because really, Last week's session we talked about was goals. And one of the things that I probably should have mentioned that I didn't mention is part of those goals probably needs to be reviewing your budget and seeing where you can streamline some things. So I'm not really trying to encourage you to increase any dollars, but I want you to be able to know that you can when you need to, or when you have to, right? In March, when everything happened for me, I I bought a lot more technology. One of the tools that I'm using today to operate this this conversation I'm having with you was purchased recently. But I could because of different things that I have done throughout my time to, to separate those expenses out. So I had a little bit of buffer in there. So, again, the reason we're talking about this is the pandemic, right? I mean, this is why it's here. Although I'll be quite honest with you. I have been talking about many of these tools for a very long time because I, for me and my business, my real estate business, but more specifically for my training business these days, you know, um, I don't get to just travel five minutes to go make a showing. I don't get to just go travel 10 minutes to go make an appointment, right? I a lot of my travels are 30, 40, 50 minutes because I live in a smaller area that makes things um a lot of more drive time for me. So I always had tools in my in my belt that made things more optimized for my business. And I'm a big fan of it. And I don't care if you live five miles from your client or a hundred miles from your client, you should be able to use some of these tools to make life easier, not only for yourself, but for your client, right? Make things better for your client. And really, to be honest with you, a lot of these tech tools that we'll kind of talk about here in a little bit are things that I want you to think about uh, they're already wanting to use anyways. You know, our buying group are the millennials these days. That's our biggest buying group. So they're the ones that are already using this tech. They're already, they're already building a lot of this stuff out. So just kind of keep that in mind. Now for my term, for my term, I call it a blended business. Well, just to give you a little bit more history about me from a background perspective, I'm a trainer. I'm a trainer by heart. I'm a trainer by trade. I'm a trainer by career. I have been doing training since shoot, probably 1995. And I I love training. I love helping people grow. I love people growing their business. And I, and I get, I get my energy from watching you all succeed and watching you all grow your business. Well, in the training world, it's been around for years. Um, probably decades, really. And it was a model called blended learning. And what this blended learning is, this blended learning means when you come out there and I'm trying to teach you, not only do I want to be in front of you, instructor-led training, so I want to be person-to-person in front of you, webinar would kind of go along with that instructor-led, although I still think the in-person is still way better. I also need to have other ways of communicating with you that are effective and efficient for my learners, right? So I need to have some, what is called distance learning strategies. And those distance learning strategies would be, you know, on-demand training, some computer-aided training that goes on in the system, right? So I might have a video that you have to watch, or I may have built an exercise that you have to do online, right? This would be some of those things in there. And then The model together, the culmination of both of those together would bring us an effective learning, complete effective learning solution for you as a client of mine, as a learner. And that is what I do today. Most of my training models still today will have a series of webinars, but they'll also have a series of other ways to get my material, right? So I, you know, I have a site out there, the jblteam.com, and it has opportunities for you to do this, listen to me here live, but also to come out there and get some learning that can happen at your speed. And that is pretty much one of the most effective ways to get that done today. Well, that's where I got the term blended business, because I really believe that is the same model we need to fill today. I really believe that that is the same thing that we need to do in our business today. Not only do you want to be in front of your clients, you want to be in front of them, talking to them, um, shaking their hand, greeting them, right? But you're also going to have to have other ways that you can communicate. And yes, phone technically works, and it's a fine solution, But there are other ways that you're going to want to communicate with them via video chat or text messaging. Right. Those are also solutions to things that we are definitely, definitely familiar with. But it doesn't stop that from it doesn't stop it there. Right. Having a complete blended business, I think, is something the way I look at it as is you have these tools in place or these tools available to you that you're aware of. That you can turn on and off, kind of like a a valve, right? You can just kind of turn it on and off where when you do this, you can say, okay, you know what? It's time for me. I got to have these tools. I got to start communicating with these folks or I got to start communicating with these folks. And these are the tools I need to have in my business. And I can easily turn them on in a very, very quick manner. So here's kind of some of the avenues I want you to think about when you look for these tools in your business. I want you to think about it from a communication perspective. And when I'm talking communication, I'm talking a direct communication to your clients. Now, not only do you want to have it with your direct clients, but you also want to have some tools out there that can communicate from a uh, perspective, perspective opportunity that goes out there as well. You also are going to have some sort of tools out there that will communicate or um, that will deal with the business aspect of a transaction, right? So getting contracts signed, managing where it stage what stage it's in, um, being able to communicate with them in that platform. So those are some of the other things that you're going to want to look at in here as well. And then you're also going to want to have some things, Besides transaction-based, also, how are you going to work with your client, both physically and virtually, right? How are you going to do that? So work with your clients, communications, and uh, more of the transaction side of the world and how you're going to get this done. So let's talk about this from a tech perspective, right? So the first part, how are we going to communicate with our clients? How are we going to communicate with our clients? It's going to depend on what tools you have. Now, you may have a CRM already available that is doing some of that for you, right? You might have emails going out to your clients on a fairly consistent basis. And that, that works, right? Again, these are some of the tools that I'm telling you and talking to you about that are outside of what you're doing from an in-person perspective. These are going to be tools that you need to have that you might have to be able to turn on or up the ante in to have more of those things that we can't do today. So have that CRM. Now, you know, we have real popular real estate CRMs, KV Core. You have um, BombBomb, which is not only real estate more, but it kind of goes out there. BombBomb is a video based platform. You also have tools um, like LionDesk. Right, You have a lot of them that are out there. There's real popular ones. But if you don't want to spend money on just having email communications with your clients, look at tools like MailChimp and ConvertKit. Those tools are awesome for you in your business. Those tools will help you, by far, grow your business faster than, um, well, I shouldn't say grow your business, but help you communicate your business quicker and faster than you might be used to. So that's one of them. You got those two things that are out there, ConvertKit, MailChimp, you have that's available to you. I think another great way to do it is have some of these video conversations that we're doing. And there's plenty of platforms out there that are essentially free. Right now, if you have Gmail, you can do it because you have what's called Google Meets. And you can do that for free right now. Now, we'll see if it stays free. Until the pandemic, they had took the free version away. They went back and made that a paid model. So you had to have Google suites and you had to have all that stuff with the pandemic. They brought it back. We'll see if it stays, but until it goes, you have that out there. You do have, if you're an iPhone user, you have FaceTime. The problem with FaceTime is if you do that, it is just FaceTime users, right? You can't be me who is an Android person. I can't do FaceTime. But if you want to do that and you want to have that and you want to have an app available, then do something like WhatsApp or Duo. I like Duo. I'm a I'm a Google guy. And Google Duo will be on any platform. So you can share it with anybody and then you can communicate with your clients that way. And you can have that face-to-face conversation. You can have kind of that heart-to-heart right there face-to-face. You know, you have in here, you also have, you know, Facebook. They now have Google, they have Facebook rooms in there where you could just meet with your client and have a conversation. It's kind of neat. It's fun to use. And then you also have Zoom. Zoom does actually have a free version as long as it's under 50 people and under 45 minutes. You can use Zoom as a video conversation tool where you can actually share documents and stuff like that in there. So don't be afraid to use Zoom in there as part of your options. And so those are just some of the tools that you can use from a communication perspective. You know, mail would be those those static on-demand type series I talked about with the blended learning. And then the rest of these would be more of that live instructor-led versions, that FaceTime, the Duo, all those things would be kind of stuff like that. Well, the next one here then we'd want to talk about is the transaction side of the world. And again, there are many, many tools, and there's more coming out on a daily basis. But there are two that I think kind of stand out from everybody else as far as this arena goes. Now, they do have a cost model, but you can test them out for free. And right now, still, if you go to each platform and you look at them, they do have a discounted price that's out there. So you do have two that are out there from a transaction signature-based solution that I really like. One is .loop, and one is DocuSign. Well, DocuSign has been out for years. It's one of the first ones out there. They actually have a NAR agreement in relationship with them. So they give us a pretty good rate for it. And it will not only let you send contracts back and forth from a communication perspective, right? Send those documents, get them signed, send them back, things like that. But they also have what are called rooms or what used to be called transaction rooms. I I believe now they're just called rooms where you can put your documents in there now they're there and they're, they're optimized for each transaction. So you can kind of manage it in that area and it makes it nice, right? So you can keep this stuff organized, you can or manage the transaction. So that's an option for you for managing transaction from a long distance. Now the value for doing either one of these tools, I want to talk about that loop here in a second, but the values from each one of these tools is I can do this from home, right? Not that I don't want to go meet my clients, But if I got to get a contract signed and it's got to be now, I can just send it to them and they can send it back and everything is clean. It's not like I'm sending it. They got to print it. They got to sign it. They got to scan it. They got to send it back where I'm going to lose the quality. I'm not losing any of this stuff because the documents are clean and they're there and they're just going back and forth. And I'm keeping the quality and I'm getting the signatures. And I'm also keeping the history of this so I can keep all the signature strategies that have been out there. Dot loop is another version. Dot loop was built, I think it was 2008. I'm going to, my Dot loop folks that I know are going to kill me for that one, but I don't remember exactly, but I think it was right around 2008. It might have been a little bit later. But it, it was built specifically for real estate. It was built as a tool that was designed to manage transactions from start to finish, have my clients added, get the documents started you know, get it under contract, go to the closing table. It was managed to have all that stuff in there. And what's really powerful about dot loop is they have worked with almost any broker. Well, they have worked with all brokerages that have paid for it and most associations across the country to get the documents in their system. So they already have all the intelligence built in them. So when they use this tool, they can now just fill in the blank, so to speak. And most of it gets filled up by auto population from information that we have previously entered. And then I'm going to do a sentence to my clients and get it signed off. And it makes life real nice. And they have each loop is their own room, just like I said, with Q sign. So that's two of them. Again, there are other ones out there, zip forms. Uh, I do know there are other tools. I can't think of the names right off the top of my head right now, but I do know there are other tools and they're all great. And if you like the one you use, Put in the comments. Tell me what it is. I'll always like to learn a new way of doing this and putting that information out there. So if you have a tool that you like, let me know. And I'll I'll be happy to research it and do a little bit for it. But I'm going to tell you one thing. If you're going to go with the signature platform, make sure that it follows um, the uh, Signature Act of 2000 and 1999. There's another one in 1999 that follows those, which basically says we have to be able to make sure we can identify who, when, and where this document was signed. Make sure you have that. So what you need to make sure is they have basically a certification page that will verify each and every signature. That's the only thing I want to say about all those diagrams. Just make sure you have that. And just as an FYI, as a side note, most banks are actually starting to require that certification page. Okay, and the last here, not the last, but just kind of the things that I'm going to talk about here is the last, is working with your clients. And I want to add a little bit extra on the end some things I really want you to think about. So, working with your clients, right? You got showings. How are you doing that? Your client can't go in the home because they don't want people. Because the sellers don't, the listing clients, they don't want anybody in the home because they don't want to be uh, vulnerable or at risk for bringing any of um, those risks in right now, right? So, how are you doing that? How are you bringing that conversation in? How are you doing? You just saying sorry, you're out of lunch. You don't. You can't do it. Again, I think there are solutions for that. So, you have tools like virtual tours that you can give and virtual showings, right? So, your clients could do a virtual showing. You could take your phone and walk through. Well, I would recommend a couple of things if you're going to do that. One, have a full fledged Zoom account at that point. Time spend 150 bucks for the year. You're going to have it, have that tool out there for you. But then I would also I would recommend having some sort of stabilizer. Now, you can buy those for as cheap as 20 bucks or the ones that I like are usually right around 100 bucks. And the stabilizers that I like are called gimbals. And these gimbals are handheld and they have a little finger trigger so I can walk around and I can just use my finger to walk around and talk to people without having to worry about having my hands in the right place and doing the right thing. So the gimbal itself does everything for it when you do that, now you can walk around, you can talk to your clients while the phone is sitting at you and they're seeing it out there, right? The phone would be on a gimbal. It would be facing like this towards the rooms and you would just scan around. And for you on the podcast, pure audio only, all I'm doing is hold my phone up, mimicking a gimbal and rotating my hand to show what it looks like. And you're seeing the back end of my phone. But that's what you're doing, right? So that's how we're trying to get this done. So virtual showings are easy. I think you can just set that up being sent up with Zoom. Now, what I really like, to be honest with you, is the next part, the virtual tours. Like maybe I'm trying to do an open house and my client's OK with me being in there, but they don't want 20 people in the house from a security perspective or really even from a, um, you know, a, a virus risk perspective at this particular point. Right. They may not want either one of those. So what I like, again, is still Zoom. But what I typically do is I have Zoom and then I have Calendly, right? Now, there are calendar scheduling tools out there. There are a lot of them. Um, mine is Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D dot L-Y. And I'll, again, for all of you folks that are listening to this or doing whatever, please understand I will put these in the comment section of each post. And you'll be able to see them from there, but I like Calendly. So when I tag team up Zoom and Calendly, I now have the ability to schedule time frames where people can schedule the appointment. Right. So when I come in here, I can sit there and say, okay, you know what? From 12 to 1215, there's an appointment from 12, 20 to 12, 35, there's a point, right? I can schedule this out. And the reason I always say give a five minute break is just give yourself time to regather, get yourself resituated, things like that. And maybe the time is longer. You have to kind of figure that out for yourself, but I can do this. And what I really love about that two combination, and there may be, again, other combinations out there. And if you know them, let me know. But what I really like about this combination is I just lead generated, All right, I did an open house. I did it virtually and I lead generated. Because what has to happen when they use Calendly, they have to they have to sign in, essentially, right? They have to give you their name and they have to gonna get, at least give me their email address because that's how the link's going to get sent to them. So now I've got at least two bits of information. If I want more, I can put more, right? I can do that. Now I have that information out there. And the nice thing about it from a Zoom perspective, I can always delete those videos after. So, right, those videos are now will be gone in, you know, after the end of the, at the end of the end of the session, if I want them to be. So it'd be real nice to do. So that's just one thing to do from a virtual showing perspective. Now for the extra, now for the extra. So let's talk about this. So those are just some ways to keep a blended business model in place. Those are just some tools, some things that will help you stay just a little bit more able to adapt quickly. And again, there are a ton. And at the end, again, there's a resource guide I have at the bottom here. There will be a link and probably in the post credits, I will tell you how to get to that link. But there's a resource guide that has all these in here and you can go find them in case you can't remember this in the session. Don't worry about it. I'll have a resource guide available for you. Now, but I do want to talk about a couple things. One of the things that I want to make sure I talk about is this. I don't want you to stop having networking events, right? Use webinar tools to go out there and create your own networking event, right? If your area had stopped networking with business leaders, create your own. Go out there and create your own and meet with these folks. Most haven't. Most have finally adapted to this, but in case they haven't, jumped on it. Maybe create your own anyways. It's a real good tool to do. It's what I did very early on. I was one of the first to say, come, let's just go talk, right? Let's just go talk. And it made life a little bit easier. Now people are starting to get used to it. They're getting a little more numb to it. But in what's nice about having these webinar tools or these meeting tools is you can turn it off as necessary, right? If you're back to meeting a person, now it's just there. And maybe you still add a little bit of that webinar solution that will get added at the end, right? You say, okay, every Monday is our, is our networking event. Every Wednesday evening, we're just going to have a little 20-minute little get-together, right? Nothing big, things like that. You can always add it. Or if you want to even go that way, you can say, what, every Monday is our networking event. But there is going to be a, a, um, a virtual version of it as well where you can see everybody in place and maybe you can do some chats and people will talk to you, right? Things like that you might be able to do. Get creative with it. But here's some other things that I want you to think about, because this is how people are finding you right now, right? People are going to find you via your website. So make sure your website is optimized. Make sure you have what you want to see. Make sure that front page is out there the way you need it to be. And what I, when I'm talking about your website, I don't mean that literally. I don't mean www.mywebsite.com. If it's Facebook and it's your business page, optimize that business page. Take that time, get it done. If it's Instagram, same thing, right? Whatever is your find me page, call the website. Make sure it's optimized for your business. Websites are still, traditional websites are still probably the most popular thing I see in the real estate. It's not the only thing. Just as a hint, guys, not the only thing. So don't hesitate to worry about that and just optimize that stuff. And then also make sure you get very, very good with your social media. Have communications out there. I recommend doing video. This podcast that some of you are listening to from an audio version actually is being done via video first. right? I am actually on a platform, my eProfessor Real Estate Facebook group, and they're seeing it first. If you want to join it, join it. Go find it. I'll let you in. Happy to let you in. But it goes from there, and then I convert it to audio. i take some time and get this stuff corrected. But my point for all that is, is I think video is the best way out there right now because it's still you get to have your face in front of people. But get that social media going. Have your Facebook on there. Have your Twitter, whatever you're using, LinkedIn, Instagram. TikTok, whatever it may be, uh, you need to use whatever you can and get that out there. So, but make sure that social media solutions are where you have it at and where you want it and use it a little more diligently, not just for personal, although personal is absolutely okay and actually preferable in some situations, but we still got to be out there saying we are the local resource, the local expert. So today, what we talked about, we talked about the pandemic. What is a blended business? We gave you some options in here. Hopefully, you liked it. Hopefully, you got something from it. At all times, if you have questions, comments, let me know. Email me. Put them in your platforms. I'd be, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know. I want to hear from you. And I always want to help you grow. So if you have something you want to know, something you want to learn, let me know and I'm going to put it in the podcast for sure. Great talking, everybody. Hope you got something from this, and we will see you next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and please subscribe, like, comment on your favorite platform. Give me any question you got. I always want to know what I'm going to talk about next, and it comes from you, so please do that. But again, like, subscribe, comment on your favorite platform, whether that is Facebook, YouTube, uh, any of your podcasting services, Spotify, iTunes, whatever it is, do that and comment on those. I am watching them, reading them, and hoping to help everyone out. But before I let you go, please don't hesitate to download that resource guide I mentioned in the episode. Go to bit.ly slash Realtor Resources. Again, that is bit.ly slash Realtor Resources, and you can download that guide. It has a ton of solutions for you, and I can't wait to see you on the next episode.